The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. I got a fever, and the only prescription is smoking. Over the line! This. I'm sorry, Smokey. You were over the line. That's a problem. Is the cigar authority. Is it true that if you don't use it, you lose it? The authority. Is that a serious question? On everything cigar. No, it wasn't. Yeah. It's like I picked the wrong week to quit smoking. And out of the cigar industry. Sounds pretty awesome. With your host. You have to use so many cuss words. David Garofalo. Whenever I'm about to do something, I think, would an idiot do that? And if they would, I do not do that thing. Mr. Jonathan. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. Barry Stunt. Have a scotch on the rocks. Any scotch will do, as long as it's not a blend, of course. Uh, a single malt. Glenlivet, Glenfiddich, perhaps. Maybe a Glengow. Any Glen. It's time to light them up. Sounds really fun. It's time. Cool. Cool. Cool, cool. For the Cigar Authority. I gotta have more cowbell. Saturday, August 19, 2017, broadcasting live from the La Florida Dominicana Cigar Soundstage today at Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. And uh, today is our annual prediction episode. This is the conspiracy episode where we look into the future, into the cigar industry. Uh, not for the first time, but for the first time, we're bringing in a brand owner who uh, is uh, into this twisted world and a very brave man, if I say so myself, Eric Hansen from Hammer and Sickle. Hello. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And you're listening to the Cigar Authority, broadcasting over eight years and now the longest continually running cigar podcast. Voted the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Voted the Top Ten Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is now the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest, except Dave's headset. Terrible. The uh, Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. Catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog on thecigarauthority.com. And um, I'm wearing the Jiffy Pop popcorn hat. It's ridiculous. Yeah. That's what that is. It's much fun to make than it is to eat. <laughs> right? Was that Jiffy Pop's thing? So, uh, yeah, that's the idea of today is to actually... You got your, your little um, crystal ball crystal there. Ball. And um, so, Eric Hanson, you've heard us do this before? I have heard you do this before. And you were willing to get in on this because we I usually agreed get to a date, and then I found out what the topic <laughs> was. So I'm a little uh, <laughs> taken aback, are you? Uh, we'll, we'll see. I'll, 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 do well, the, I'll do the best dance I can do. How's that? There we go. I'm, I'm going to actually take this hat off. Karnak. Karnak, remember? Karnak, yeah. Karnak. Karnak the Magnificent. Yeah. So we'll take that off. Uh, but. My headphones are uh, in and out. It's just uh, very disturbing to try to... It stays on for one second, then it's off for a second, and, and uh, left to right, and it's just messing me up. But anyway, uh, let's get to it, and let's light up. This is the Hammer and Sickle Hermitage. So tell us about this, Eric Hansen. Hermitage is, is fun, was fun for us because it's our... Um you know, the marketplace has named it our Geek Cigar. Everything else we had was pretty specific to either a, a, a flavor profile balanced with um, a strength profile and be someplace that the largest number of consumers in that space would want and deliver a flavor that we wanted to deliver at the same time. This we really sort of got out of the box with it. It's got five different tobaccos in it. Um, actually has a tobacco in it from Mannheim, Germany. Ah. So, you know, it's unique. It's different. And flavor-wise. So they make, they make tobacco in Germany. They do, correct. 
All right. Yeah. And not many people use it because you don't hear that mentioned a lot. No, you don't hear Mannheim, Germany. No, time. no, yeah. no. It's not on the tips of in the blend. tobacco people. All right. So they make li- steamrollers, too, in Mannheim, right? Well done. <laughs> Let's just now, now name a song. Yeah, that's pushing it. Come on. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. So, But anyway. Um, so Hermitage, box press, your first box press. was our first box press. And funny, we weren't going to box press it. And Anthony Fletcher, who, who works with us, runs the vodka side of our business, um, was, was very frustrated because he wanted this sort of this style cigar. And he said, I want a box press. I said, why do you want a box press? I, I'm not sure I'm with the box press. I like the round cigar. He said, no, you don't understand. When we go golfing, it's windy. And we put the cigar down on the green, it rolls around. He just drives me nuts. I need something flat so it doesn't roll. So, so honest just to God. Just for him. Just for him. So honest to God, that's why we box pressed it. Okay. I've always liked Anthony. Let me ask you. Very hey. practical guy when you think Very. about it. My cigar rolls around. I can't have this. He looks at me. I'll fix that. Make a square cigar. Do you, uh, have you smoked it round and smoked it box pressed? I've smoked it round and I've smoked, smoked it box pressed, and it's, it's different when it's round. It's, it, yeah. we, we tested that ourselves, and uh, it's amazing that it would end up changing it to that degree. It but, is dramatic. Yeah. But it is anyway. So let's give it a cut and light, see what it's all about. It's time to cut our cigar, the official cutting, brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand. While all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. I'll tell you what's excellent. Yes. The draw. Thank you. Even though it's box-pressed and it is packed with tobacco, it's mm-hmm. not like you guys cheated and underfilled it so that you could box press it. Yeah, it seems draw. dense. It's, oh, it's very dense. densely yeah. packed, mm-hmm. but it still has a great draw. You know, when you work with the right, the right people that know what they're doing, yeah. it just takes all of that out. The construction's consistent. You probably pay extra when you work with the right people that know no what they're question. doing. Yeah, yeah, but there's a reason for it. Yeah, and people come to us all the time, hey, I can do this for you, I can do this for you, I can do it cheaper. And I said, can you do it better? And they, they can never say they can do it better, so no. we're not going there. Here we go. Okay, so we have one for you. Great. Mm-hmm. You got a you got I've, a cutter? Yes, you got. I don't have a cutter. I already picked it. We're good. Ah, I'm a very simple man. You you do that, huh? Oh gosh, yes. Okay, so we're gonna light our cigar today with the Vertigo Stealth mm. Lighter. This retails for twenty nine ninety nine. It's a little bigger than your average pocket lighter. I would say this is more of a tweener. You could have it as a table lighter, but you could you could make this a uh, jacket pocket lighter. It's three jets fueled by the patented Vertigo big-ass tank. Easy adjustment at the bottom. It's the Vertigo Stealth, and it's $29.99. Stealth means you wouldn't see it, right? This is the opposite. You ain't well, missing this lighter. You ain't dropping it. There's no hard I corners, I think, is where they came across the Stealth. There's no hard corners. It's well-rounded. Mm. It's good to have things well-rounded. You can't hear it as it's humming through the air at your skull. Well, there we go. So it was three years ago we started this stuff, doing this prediction thing. Uh, And, you know, people don't, uh, in this industry, you kind of don't want, you hear a lot of things. And I don't know if the uh, unwritten rule is you don't talk about what is not, has been a fact or anything. But we threw that away three years ago and we say, okay, we're going to actually tell you in advance, this is not true, we're making it up. but we're making it up based on um, some... Educated guesses. Yeah, okay. Hypothesis, right? An educated guess. Sure. Uh, we talk enough about uh, the players, I think, in the industry that I think the audience can follow along and know who they are. We're not going to um, 
get into the formal name of the companies, but the brands are something, something that you would understand and know. And I do this because this is what we do. Now, I've done this with you many, many times. Sure, of course. Uh, in closed doors, mm-hmm. but this time we're going to do it. But there's only a few people listening anyway. So, <laughs> um, last year's prediction show, August twentieth. So here we are this year, one year. Today's August nineteenth. Falls on the Saturday. Uh, we're doing it again. So uh, predictions that we got right that we've we've said this, and that it's like, oh, those guys are crazy. They're just talking ragtime or something. Oliva was acquired by Jay Cortez, and we told you in advance that's what we thought was going to happen. It did. Most people didn't even know who Jay Cortez was. Uh, But these are big European companies that don't have a big foothold in the U.S. Hadn't yet, but here they are. And if you think that's it for them, they go in and buy Oliva and they're just going to sit back. No, they think that they obviously can make Oliva bigger. That's why they bought them. They wouldn't buy them to say, okay, we're not going to do as good as them, but we're going to buy them anyway. They think they're going to do a better job with that. And along with that, they're going to see what's missing in the portfolio. And now with FDA, it's not going to be as easy as make that something like that. It's going to be acquire the next guy to build your company. How can you build companies? By the way, uh, we mentioned on the show before we went to the IPCPR with your blessings um, that you were in the acquisition mode. You Absolutely. Were, uh, most people wouldn't say it or would say it off, you know, off the record, let me sure. tell you it is, but you said, no, I'm looking. And uh, I thought it was brilliant because how do people know to approach you if you're not looking? If you Correct. don't, you know, shh, don't tell anybody I'm looking, but I'm looking. Mm-hmm. Well, how can you get anybody like that? But I don't know. Um, Drew Estates was acquired. We said that was going to happen. Um, kind of knew it, but to who they were acquired to it, was a was a little bit of a surprise. Yeah, that one didn't make sense. It would almost have made sense if Royal Agio had acquired them because they were already distributing their brands. Like right. Maybe they were being tested. Sure. And have Swisher come out of, out of nowhere. And plop the money down. And Not they completely got it. out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, Debonair moved the distribution to Swisher. Saw that coming. That was... Uh, you know, right there, that that was, that was going to be the move. Um, somebody bought Puros Indios, not the guy I thought was going to buy it, but um, it was CLE, but that was one for the picking because what you have to do now is you had to go back 10 years to actually look at hot brands 10 years ago sure. and then say, okay, who would this be for? Perfect for. CLE ends up getting it. Well, CLE was in the big ring gauge business, obviously, right. with Asylum, and they end up picking up the guy that was into big ring gauges then. So now they could simply either make the Puros Indios go away and change the name to Asylum, which is allowed, or they could bounce back both, which is what's happening right now. And the other one was Aging Room to Altadas. And I talked to Rafael Nodell about that, who heard it, and he said, honestly, I didn't know it until after... You mentioned it. So this is the guy that owned the company, didn't see it coming. But we kind of saw it coming. So that's the idea of it. Do we see it coming? Who did we see coming? And uh, that's what it's about. So that is the introducing, introducing you to how uh, we have done the prediction episodes and then we're going to continue. So right now, and, and Barry has a second camera you'll see as the night's going on that's uh, on the desk. Because this is, frankly, how we really do it is we lay out these little little cards 
and say who's who and you move them around. It's a lot easier to end up doing that. So the first thing I want to do is talk about who are the players now that would be the biggest players that would be the ones doing the acquisition. We know you are doing acquisition, Eric, but we want to go to the bigger guys first no question. to see who, who they course. are and we'll move around from there. So I would say undoubtedly the biggest um, company to uh, get really into the cigar industry and they recently did it with the purchase of Nat Sherman. They also purchased a couple a couple few years ago uh, Middleton's, right. uh, which was a family-owned company. They bought Middleton's, which happens to be, by the way, the number one selling cigar in the world is Middleton's. It's the little one with the little tip on it that's in convenience stores and stuff. So that was their first step into it. It's, it's billions of cigars, billions with a B. Um, that was their first acquisition. The second one now becomes Nat Sherman. I would say mostly for the cigarette That's part what I of would it. Say but too. they did get the cigars, right. and they're still operating, and they're still operating theirs. So we're going to put that down as one of the companies that um, probably the number one company to um, be in acquisition mode. Agreed? Agreed. All right. You got anybody? You want to throw anybody out there? You want me to keep going on no, my no. own? I think you're good. All right. Second one is going to be Drew Estates. We saw the purchase of um, of Drew Estates um, going to Swisher. Swisher is the number one cigar manufacturer in the United States. So between these two, I think we got 80% of all cigars sold in the world are these two guys right here. They're gigantic. Yes. B billions and billions. Sure. Uh, so now you say, oh, those are companies you don't even consider to be premium cigar companies. You certainly do when it comes to STG, which is General Cigar. Scandinavian Tobacco Group, which is the people that acquired General years ago, uh, end up being um, probably the number one premium cigar. Uh, that will be, would be argued with between them and Imperial Tobacco, uh, an English group that is uh, Altadas, and those are the people who are Romeo and Juliet's. General Cigar, obviously, Macanudo, La Gloria Cubana, uh, Partagas, and Imperial. Altadas is Macanudo, uh, is Monte Cristo, Romeo and Juliet, uh, along with a whole bunch of others. Now, now, just, just to stop you for one second. Sure. What I think is interesting in, in what you're laying out is the first three pale in comparison size-wise to Imperial. Imperial is the sixth largest tobacco company on planet Earth. Um, so, you know, it's got $61 billion in enterprise value. Wow. It's an entirely different firm than the other three you're talking about. So you're get, now we're bringing in... So you would say Imperial is bigger than Al Altria? It's far larger. In oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Not Altria. I'm, thinking, okay. I'm, I'm thinking Altadis. I ah. Altria is number two in the world. Imp um, I'm, I was thinking Altadis. That's my fault. Okay. Um, Altria, Altria, Altria is two. And uh, Imperial Six, but you're talking those two. All right, two, so let's move that around. So Altria, those two are far different so it would than be, the other two, and, I, and I th I'm guessing anything else that's going to come out of that deck. So Altria to Altidus, second? Imperial is the sixth largest cumulative tobacco firm on planet Earth. Altria is the number two tobacco company on planet Earth. But how about cigar-wise? That's I mean, Again, I don't know, but if you're talking about acquisitions and acquiring things for the sake of acquiring things, you've got to get down to a basis for acquisition. You know, is it accretive? Is it a capital acquisition? What is it? There's a whole, there are a whole lot of business components to it. If you're talking about who's going to buy premium cigars versus yeah. machine-made cigars, 
that's different because you're going to have industry in you're going to have the smaller part of the industry consolidate first and then the big boys i think show up and pick things off in a larger format really it's going to go little guys first and then the big guys are going to do it sure because different things have to get together to make it worthwhile why would an altria um at 139 billion in enterprise value that spun off last year at um their net income net 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 income was 14.2 billion dollars Big tobacco here. That's uh, big tobacco. That's because a lot of the, money. The, the whole cigar industry, premium cigar industry, is probably a billion dollars total. You know, Philip Morris' total revenue, because they're the largest on earth last year, was $75 billion in top-line revenue. So you're talking about things. Those are two entirely different animals. But they're in it. Oh, no question. Yeah. But now it's interesting that that... Which, that, frankly, I don't like. That that, that mix has now <laughs> arrived. Yeah. And they're backing into through things they want. You know, it's the machine gauge. You're going to have a great so. prospectus on it because you actually know the numbers and, and you study deep, much deeper than further than I go. So let's now look at the people that we understand as being into the cigar industry that everybody's going to know, like a Davidoff. Sure. Right? They're in the premium end only, mm-hmm. but a big player. Huge player. Within that premium end. And a huge margin pool there, right? So if a, even if a large company has... 14 billion, let's say a 14 billion net income, let's say six of its real cash, and you can't get a, a reasonable return, the margin pool out of a Davidoff is a great place. They can go to their public, because they're a publicly traded firm, they can go to the public markets and say, this, this makes sense because instead of getting. Are they publicly traded? Who, Davidoff? Yeah. No. Oh, but, okay. but if they were acquired by a public oh, like Altria were, or, or. Which is ideal Imperial, because they're a family company and they just went by the. You got to remember, those firms have to say, I made this decision for a reason. I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't get the, our our corporate capital to work better, so this was the right decision. So yeah, but that, then on the other hand, Davidoff could buy somebody that no might mathematically look correct to the shareholders because they don't have any. They don't it, that, see that that's an emotional, nice family decision. Hey, we want to be competitive. We want to be in this business yeah. long term. That's a decision they could make because they're privately held. So their their decision making is totally different than having to defend it to the street. Okay, the street. Which is the stockholder. Right. You just can't do it. They just can't do whatever they want to do. Correct. If you, if you remember back when General Cigar acquired um, La Gloria Cubana, he actually, they were a publicly traded company, and Edgar Cullman had to buy the company back completely before okay. he could make that purchase because the shareholders wouldn't allow it. Right. And he knew it was a great purchase to do, but not sure. on paper, was Correct. it? Correct. So emotion came into it, and you know, and that's that, what's that type hard of thing. for those folks. They have yeah. different rules. They're just, just going to go by numbers, right? You got it. So Jay Cortez now. Jay Cortez, uh, family company? That's my understanding. Yeah. It's a privately held firm yeah. somewhere. It's a European firm. So that, that makes it interesting. And understanding this makes it interesting also as we start moving some uh, people around there. Now, last time we ended up calling this um, – uh, this group that we put together, which was a, a merger group that one person did one thing and one did the other, uh, I'm actually going to come right out and say who that company is going to be now, and it's going to be Fuente, right? They're going to control it because uh, they make a lot of cigars for other people. That they do. Um, and uh, I think they have the most capital, most everything to work with. It's their factory. It's their everything. So for the sake of getting more confused in it. We're just going to call it Fuente. Maybe it becomes a different name, but um, that's what it becomes at that point. So which, those are, yeah. <clears throat> which is interesting because when I was in Miami on my vacation, the hottest rumor that I heard from multiple sources was that it's senior is no longer with, with them. 
that they're looking to get out of the cigar industry, that he wants to concentrate on his charitable foundation. And that was the hot rumor down in Miami. So. I don't know. Yeah. Again, they, they become rumors. Um, you know, when, when the father passed away, you know, of course people are going to start thinking, okay, the kid's going to sell, what's going to end up happening or whatever. But in this case, uh, Carlito, uh, very, very hands-on at the factory level, um, not, not just the uh, guy in the hat that walks around. Um, but, you know, how much do you need? You know, here's a family company that's got to be big, big numbers. Um, and now do what, do what makes you happy, I guess, if that becomes the move. But huge opportunity for acquisition with that if they're looking to get out. I mean, every one of them should want them. There's two honorable mentions, I think, for this group. Uh, and we saw them setting up trade show booths at the trade show really for the first time this year. And that is uh, Nesta Placencia and uh, Royal Agio. Both, I think, would have the capital. They both make uh, certainly a lot of cigars and sh- would and should be interested in acquiring brands uh, if they want to Now, stay the thing about Nesta Placentia is he makes the brands. He should not be interested in buying somebody else's because he can make the brand, but the problem is now FDA, can't you ones. can't make right. a brand, so the game changes, so you got, you got Someone's a point. Someone's maybe mismanaging their portfolio, and he comes in, buys them up, and then and maybe it's, does it right. And maybe it's a brand he already owns, and he gives them a piece of it or something. Absolutely. So, again, this can go on forever and ever. We only have a two-hour show, but uh, these are, for, for sake of argument, let's go with we got three, six, seven. We got seven of them, and we'll go from there. I think we had six last time, so uh, we beefed up because of the uh, Oliva um, move. Right. So uh, they were in there being bought by somebody, and it, it becomes somebody that wasn't on the list. There's other people that aren't on the list. You got a big company out of um, Russia, I believe, and you got a big company in China. Uh, that could jump in at any time, uh, along with, you know, I, I never went to the Dortmund show to, to see all them, but you go there and it's like the players are different players than are in the U.S., and they're bigger. So, uh, well, there are some others left. I mean, you know, Philip Morris isn't on the table. Well, B- Philip Morris is Altria. Uh, BAT is not on the table. Yes. Reynolds isn't on the table. And when, when Japan Tobacco isn't on the table. Yeah. So there are, yeah. there, there, there are other. Because once one sticks the toe in, you know they're all a right, right? Because well, you know. and when Philip Morris did it with Altria twice, I said, "Here comes R.J. Reynolds." Sure. And the opposite happened. R.J. Reynolds actually gave up Dunhill mm-hmm. as a cigar, yes, to concentrate on the cigarette and actually get rid of it with FDA and everything. It was a highly vol, um, a big name that you would be interested to buy. Instead of it getting oh, sure. thrown away. Mm-hmm. I mean, big name. And um, Davidoff, who had Davidoff cigarettes, actually sold their cigarettes to Altadas. Mm-hmm. Not to get rid of it and get money for it. And that's what they ended up doing. And so Altadas actually controls the Davidoff name. And that's why maybe you see an Altadas go to a Davidoff or something. Something's going on in there. Uh, we'll, we'll see. Um, that's how I see it right now with the uh, top... Seven players right now. Um, let's have a ding ding here 
And that ding ding means it's time for the matchup of the week brought to you by VS. VS means versus, but it stands for Victor Sinclair. Victor Sinclair Cigars. Who would win this hypothetical battle? So we do this now. I don't know if you've been on the show since we've done these hypothetical battles, but you pick one from the other, and today it is Kevin Bacon versus Real Bacon. (laughs) Not sure where to go with this, but it's Kevin Bacon versus Real Bacon. Pretty sure we know which way Jonathan's going to go. You dig on swine? No, he's going to go for Kevin. Kevin Bacon? I don't dig on swine. I'm I'm a big fan of Kevin Bacon. Six Degrees of Seven, Kevin Bacon, right? Yeah. Lots of movies. Footloose. Animal House. You know he was in the Animal House? He goes back. Was he the military guy yeah, or something? Yeah, he was one of the ROTC guys. Yep. A Few Good Men. Mm-hmm. JFK. Lots of things. I, I think I'm going to go with, uh, with Kevin Bacon because once you eat bacon, you're disappointed that you're out of bacon. With Kevin Bacon... He's got plenty of movies. You can always have more Kevin Bacon. You sometimes run out of real bacon. It's Kevin Bacon. All right. And I'm going with Kevin Bacon also because I don't dig on swine. And he looks better in a Speedo than regular bacon does. <laughs> what do you think? Wow. I don't even know the what to say. The only thing better than real bacon in the world is a woman. So, I mean, bacon is the winner. You're the clearly. big, huge fan. Guys love bacon. Bacon's bacon. extraordinary. It can be a feature meat. It can be an accent meat. There are so many things. It you can know, make. we got a bacon jerky coming out Ooh. next week. That's majestic. Bacon jerky. Bacon all day, every day. Everything's yeah, better with bacon. Much. Cigars are better with bacon. Coffee's better with bacon. Pizza. Footloose is better with bacon. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's better with bacon. If Kevin Bacon eats bacon, is he a cannibal? Yeah. Ah. Mm. No question. And the answer is, and I hate to go against myself, but it's real bacon. People love bacon, and I don't know if they really love Kevin Bacon. They, he's, he, they go to an awful lot of his movies, man. Yeah, but I don't think they love him like people love bacon. I see people with bacon shirts on. and I, A guy came in, had a Band-Aid on it, and it was a strip of bacon printed on the, on the, just the other day. I'm like, wow, the guy's really into bacon. Bacon's amazing. This should yeah. be scratch and sniff bacon panties. Ooh. That's creepy. That's a million-dollar idea. Right All right, there. so this, this is hammer. Let's talk about hammer and sickle hermitage for just one second. What do we think of it? Flavor notes, things that are happening. I have to ask, why is it number one? Was there ever going to be a number two? Sure. Okay. Ah, because it's hermitage number one. You know, we got two hours to fill. These one-word answers aren't going to cut it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to do a lot of hermitage. I think hermitage. I like having the the idea that one of our series can have a number of different things and maybe one goes away for a couple of years and we just shelve it and then we drop something too and then one could you do a round and... version sure no fda approval nothing right just make it in the round you know again if the, the fda stuff you, you don't know because they haven't adjudicated anything yet so ever we're still filing and you gotta give all this information and that's great and until something gets adjudicated you don't know for yeah. those of us who never got past sixth grade what is adjudicated <laughs> that means the, uh, the the authoritative body has to make a decision so it's been adjudicated so you know you would Can take, just you, say a decision sure decision there you go there are no decisions yet there have been, there have been no formal declarations how's that that's yeah. better much better so, very meaty smoke Thank you. This would go really well oh, with a... Uh, with bacon? <laughs> bacon! Ah, with a, with a, a charbroiled piece of beef is what is coming to mind. Mm. Well-seasoned, 
well charred. Do we have any little... beef? We can have some beef. Where's the beef? I would say medium, a li- little tad more than medium, medium plus. Medium plus, isn't it? Medium plus. That's our take on it. Yeah. There's a sweet, syrupy sensation to the flavor. Um, it envelopes, it coats the, the mouth. Mm. So how does this rank with your cigars as popularity compared to? This is three. This would be number three. Okay. Yeah. Good. So tradition, we do the most volume with tradition. Um, trademark is very close. They're, they're neck and neck. But that's, again, that's the largest segment of the business. Sure. That's Connecticut Shade Tobacco is Connecticut Shade. It's 65% of the business. And this so. is the leather box. This is the dark brown leather box, gold trim. You ever consider doing something in wood? Yes. You I did something in wood. Yes, you did. I but did. That, wasn't, did wood that wasn't wood. I did Oh, my wood God. Once. That was unbelievable. Well, so. Yeah. I yeah. still have one. I still have one. I still have my other box. Mm-hmm. Intact. Yeah. And uh, we'll be showing that off. But you've done, you've done cardboard. We're going to get a little into that. We have done cardboard. I like, I like cardboard for, for one-offs. And you've got one coming, and we're going to talk about that later sure. some, in, in, in a special thing there. So let's go to break. And when we come back, the top companies to be bought. Who will buy who? Remember, these are educated guesses, not real. This is what we think it's going to go. We have Eric Hansen from Hammer & Sickle. And he actually might be on the list. We're going to pour ourselves some vodka, and we're going to be back in just a few minutes. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. There was a time when cigars were the hallmark of elegance and success. In this time gone by, the aficionado would revel in opening a beautiful box, only to find their favorite celebratory smoke emblazoned with a heritage-laden band. It's time to put the bundle down and travel back to this golden age. For your voyage, may we humbly suggest the only cigar worthy of being packaged in a handmade marble box. Berlin Wall Series from Hammer & Sickle. Live well. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the diamond crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman's Garco or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, I was surprised. Christoph Cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Christoph is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Christoph cigars. Or do you? 
expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Kristoff is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10 count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the Pissed Off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar, and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padron Cigars, they give you, the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. I want to tell you about my friend Hochi Blanco, a fourth-generation Dominican cigar maker known for growing tobacco and producing highly acclaimed cigars for other people. As some things stay the same, other things have to change. Finally, Hochi's factory, Tobacalera Palmer, has produced a cigar that not only belongs to the factory, but pays homage to the cigar rolling room known as La Galera. The La Galera Connecticut blend is special, using an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper surrounding a Dominican blend of Piloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and a varietal that Hochi named T112. With the exception of the wrapper, Hochi grows all of the La Galera tobaccos himself and carefully watches over every step. The flavor, smooth, but still offering plenty of flavor in all sizes, paying homage to the people and tools used in the factory. Now for the amazing part. La Galera, Connecticut has a suggested retail price ranging from $4.95 to $6 and has been awarded the Cigar of the Year by the Cigar Authority. La Galera, Connecticut, creating their own version of the Connecticut cigar because they demand more. Justo and his father Julio Eiroa are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar Pure authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa Tobacco Farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba and after one light, this old school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family center company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop to shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. The premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other.
Aladino. And we are back live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Stone Stage, located today at Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, opening up as a cafe, hopefully a week from now. Uh, this is our annual predictions episode, and joining us for the first time doing something like this, getting somebody else to uh, chime in on this, which is very interesting, is the owner and founder of his own brand, Eric Hansen from Hammer and Sickle. Vodka and cigars, and we're drinking the vodka, smoking the cigars. You like vodka with cigars? Oh, I do. Yeah. I mean, look at the 1980s. You know, it's funny. You know, brown spirits have become synonymous over the last decade with cigars, and I get a kick out of it. Does everybody remember? I mean, the boom, the thing that kicked cigars into high gear was a martini cigar. Yeah. And look at all the great, you know, movies from the 80s that, sure. that really romanticized cigars and and, James la- Bond. and launched it. Yeah. It's shaken, not stirred. It's, yeah. You know, wall Street's got the big martini. Martini, so. so we'll stick with that. But you're seeing a lot of coffee now. We're going to get into that next week. That Coffee's all, great. Coffee's all, huge. All the the brands that are attaching themselves to coffee and all the people in the cigar industry attaching themselves to coffee. And here I am opening a cafe. Believe me, this was a work in progress for a long time. But all of a sudden, it seems everybody's uh, into coffee. So anyway, what we're interested in right now is to seeing where this industry is going to look a year or two from now. Uh, or maybe even sooner. A lot of these things may happen real soon. Um, I hear lots of chatter that's out there, uh, lots of rumors that happen all the time. As Barry mentioned, uh, you know, you, you can't help but go down uh, to, F- to Florida, the Miami area, and then they pull you aside and say, hey, I heard this is happening, this is sure. happening. So lots and lots of rumors. That's this industry. But uh, we're going to make them up ourselves right now. So here we are with the seven companies. We have... Um, Philip Morris, uh, what is the company? Nat Sherman and, and um, Middleton's is Altria, is the company? Altria. Yeah. yeah. Um, Altadis, which is the um, Romeo and Juliet people. You got Swisher, which is Drew Estates. You got uh, General Cigar, Davidoff, Oliva, we'll call Jay Cortez Oliva, because you know the name Oliva Cigar Brand, and Fuente. So the first guy I got... Prime Pickens now. This is the people I'm considering prime to be bought out is Rocky Patel. So Rocky Patel goes somewhere. Uh, He built a monster of a company. Mm -hmm. Um, I know he's into some real estate now, and he's doing some different things also, not taking away from anything. He's been fighting a battle uh, for cigars for all of us. I see him there, so it matters. But it would matter also if he was selling the company too, the value of his company, which I think is very valuable. Uh, if, if you talked to me three years ago, I would say it was less valuable because it was Rocky Patel and Rocky Patel Cigars. But it seems he has uh, the right people in place that um, he's doing other things and the company's still running and doing well. Rocky Patel is a brand that if you own your cigar store, you know people come in and ask for it by name. So it's, 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 it's a pull brand. brand. Yeah. It's a pull brand. So Rocky Patel goes somewhere. Where do you think they go here? I think... Uh and it goes right here under that, general. That's what I agree with. I do, too. I think if he ever gets out of the business, yeah. it's the worst thing in the world for cigars. Because he's good for the cigar industry. He's, he's such an First ambassador. of all, he's brilliant. He's a great ambassador. His work ethic is literally second to none. And I think that would be him leaving would be an atrocity. But he, is, um, he has no one to leave it to. He's never married, no children. Hmm. Um, can't stay forever, you would think. 
what happens the day something happens to him, God forbid? Where does it go? The, the, it, it, it doesn't appear to be that, that there's a line up here. Does his brother have kids? I don't know. Do you know, Barry? Does Nish have kids? No idea. Do not believe so. Okay. They're certainly not in the business if there is. So, I don't know, for lack of a better spot, sure. General Cigar produces a lot of his cigars. Yeah. Um, although, years ago, it was Davidoff that uh, looked like they were buying him. Uh, okay. I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that's a secret anymore that they were in negotiations and that was, was, uh, looked like it was happening, but it didn't. So, Rocky Patel goes to General Cigar. The next guy in line, prime for picking. Hottest thing in the business right now. Is Nick Perdomo. Hottest thing in the business. Yep. He's hot. There's no doubt about it. Um, when do you sell? You sell when you're, when you're hot. You get more money I, for uh, it. I had said last year, Nick Perdomo throws anyone that comes in looking to buy his company out of the office. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> throws them out yeah. on their and, butt. And, and that's not a stretch. Physically. Yeah. <laughs> it's, he, I wouldn't mess with that. He just, he just loves it so much. But if I had to pick... And we went on the tour, yeah. and we saw some things while we were on the tour, and I'm not going to say what we saw, but my, my pick would be right here because this helps Davidoff to strengthen their Nicaraguan portfolio if they acquire Perdomo. Not a bad, not a bad choice. Nobody there. does it better than he does it in Nicaragua, period. I think that's the play. Well, well you get it. Looking at it, you got Swisher, who has a strong Nicaraguan presence already. Um, you see Altadas, they're coming out with more and more, quote, Nicaraguan brands, although they don't have a presence in Nicaragua, I don't believe. They need something. But they could, they could score someone like Placencia, who we mentioned earlier, and then he's got stuff going on in Nicaragua. Does, uh, might be the best choice, Altadas. Altria would be a big deal for them. Not I guess the question is, well, you know, everyone's motivations are different. So what? So who do you think? You can almost look at this two ways, right? Where do you want to put them or who needs them? I don't think Davidoff needs them. Well, Davidoff either needs someone like Perdomo or they need a Padron to really. Why would they need Padron? Explain that. To uh, it's because it, this whole sort of behind-the-scenes perceived battle between them and Padron with Padron coming out with their white-label, mild Nicaraguan cigar – because Davidoff came out with their Nicaraguan offering. It just seemed like, from my perspective anyway, well, that there was a little bit of I'm a gonna battle. I'm going to throw Padron on there. It there. Is. Now it's on the table. It's, it's there. On, it's on the table so we can move. <laughs> because I, I agree, I don't think Davidoff needs Perdomo. Or they don't think they need Perdomo. I'm smart, you're dumb. I'm big, you're little. I'm right, you're wrong. And there's nothing you can do about it. That's pretty much it. Perdomo... Goes to Altidus. Is that what you think? That's so what I think, but I, but, but I, want, I want some clarity here. What do you think? Where does Perdomo go? Is the old man alive? Or? He's such the ultimate acquisition for anybody. Yeah. He could, fit, he could go any place and probably pick it. Just, just pick his number. Yeah. Barry, you want to say anything here? I think Perdomo goes to Altria. Altria. No, it's over here. Yep. They don't have a factory. Nat Sherman's made a Placencia. Nat Sherman's made it. That would be the Kisana. most money. That and, would be the most money. Yeah. And, and if Nick was to go, it would, be, it would have to be they overpaid, right? He's not looking to go anywhere. I mean, they're the only one you really there so. on the board I mean, that needs a really factory. Love he loves it. But we've seen people who love it do it get sure. out too. All right. I'm going to give that one to Barry and stay with 
for uh, Altria for now. Um, so we have Padron. And I'm going with Jonathan and saying that Davidoff needs Padron. It's high end. Um, it, it, they have high end. I mean, if anybody in the world has high that's end, that's their they competition. Do. That's their competition. Yeah, that's so a, if that's you're a, a high end buy. consumer, you're buying either Davidoff or Padron. The other, the other interesting one would be if Fuente, Fuente took Padron and wow. now they expand like Davidoff did into Nicaraguan offerings. That's actually pretty good. Now they have two segments that in the marketplace. That is the most interesting combination. Powerful. In, a, in the little world of above premium cigars. Yeah. You know, forget, you know, the Altria's looking to pick off Sherman's yeah. um, cigarettes and stuff. Yeah, who knows if they really want to be in cigars or not. I mean, you want to start putting companies together that we could say, boy, could they dominate something. That combination's insane. All right. So that's, the, that, that's it. So now I got a 2-4 here. I have Miami Cigar and La Aurora Barry. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this up to you. You work for them. You know them better than any of us. I know, I know where they belong. Well, the Miami aspect, their strong suit is Tatiana. Um, and I almost think you can separate the two of them, even though they have a long history together with La Aurora being the first cigar factory of the Dominican Republic. But Miami would fit with Swisher because it gives them a premium flavored cigar. That's their competition. Yep. That makes sense. And then La Aurora, if you want to go family, you know, Jay Cortier's family-owned, Oliva family-owned, La Aurora family-owned, um, maybe with Jay Cortez. It gives them a Nicaraguan player and a Dominican player. But they work directly with Philip Morris. They make every one of their Middleton cigars. They, and they distribute, they make Marlboro for the country. They're already in bed. I think they separate the two companies. They, they continue making stuff for Altria, but they sell their premium side to uh, Jay Cortez. Which would be interesting if this happened, and I'm going to pull this out of order. They acquire them, and then this happens. See, that's what I think starts happening. So you, and just for the people that are listening on the podcast, because we're playing the, the video right now, so you have Altria buying Perdomo and buying Jay Cortez, Who which brings Laura. Oliva... And Jay Cortez owns La Aurora at that point, and now you have this side sewn up. You go for that? Listen, if a company like Altria wants to be in, yeah. to be in this... They buy in, them all if they want. They, it's not going to be a small situation. It's going to be a very substantial commitment, and they're just going to put something together, and they're going to have at it. Not, it's not going to be onesie-twosie. All right, so these guys go back over here. Jay Cortez is back to being its own company. And La Aurora, and the thing I with say, La Aurora, has to go there. And the thing with La Aurora is they have no because two he's say, separate because factories. he's saying no, they wouldn't they wouldn't buy a little one, but they would buy a Perdomo, or they would never buy the Perdomo. I think it would if if again if Altria at that level wants to do it wants to do it, it's going to be a bunch of stuff. It's not they're going to be in that business. They're not going to be in the business with a little piggy toe wiggling it around. Well, they are now. So they are now. It was an add-on to something else. All right. Let's, we, it's my we're going to leave and this. Can, and we can move it around. So sure. for the people on the podcast, right now we have Altria owning Perdomo. Imperial just owns Altadis. They don't have any other acquisitions yet. Drew Estate has Miami Cigar. General Cigar is Rocky Patel. Davidoff is a, a standalone island. Jay Cortez and Oliva acquire La Aurora. And Fuente has Padron, which is the one that has uh, Eric Hansen's interest peaked the most. Okay. He we likes have, that one. We have Hoy de Nicaragua, the oldest Nicaraguan factory. There's only one place they go. 
Where they go? Right to Swisher. They go with Swisher because they're already being distributed. Buy them. There's they're already doing everything. So would they just acquire them? Absolutely. And that's our friend Phil Zangi from Dufit Holdings with Debonair. Right along with them. I don't think there's an argument it's there. It's a package deal. That makes all the sense. I can't imagine it doing anything. Now I'm going to throw a uh, wild card in here. And this is Zycar. I'm going to go back to Zycar. I can't believe they have not already gone, that somebody hasn't acquired them yet. We saw at the Rocky Mountain Cigar Festival something interesting that wow. got this ball rolling with Zycar, and that's what got him into this three years ago, was their booth was connected in the same color scheme as the general booth at a major event. So I'm putting Zycar with General myself. You guys can move them around all no, you like. No, that's the place. That is the place. Their boots were connected, for crying out loud. Yeah. So here is, uh, here is Gurkha. Gurkha, big online brand. Some of these players have big online presence. So, um, you know, which one online guy is going to take Gurkha and make it so their online competitor can't have the product or has to buy it from them? That's the play, right? That's, that's what I think it would be. So in those two choices would be Altadas or General Cigar. And only because Altadas hasn't bought anybody yet, I think Gurkha goes to them. Right. If it played out in this order, they'd be in panic mode, which would give them Gurkha. All right. So let's give them that. And that's going to take us to Alec Bradley. A lot of the same. Uh, they have some brick-and-mortar presence, but I think the bulk of it is happening online also. And I'm hearing a hot rumor that they're about to uh, get rid of their in-house salespeople. Because they're going to be distributed by somebody else. Um, that could go a few different ways. It could go to um, a manufacturer that could take over the manufacturing. And the bulk of their manufacturing, I believe, happens at General Cigar. All right. Right? Tatuaje. I gotta right. put I gotta put Tatuaje in and I yeah, gotta, you gotta put the you gotta put gotta put that together with my father. Right? My father, right. <clears throat> so that's as close to, to together as it can be already anyway. Um, so the my father buy actually takes Tatuaje with it. And I think automatically. I think we because I know another company that's in your list over there, I'm, is why I'm gonna make my decision. I would slide these two over under Fuente. Yeah. I would move because of another player that's coming in. Yep. And so. I would move them to Davidoff, who has lost Matt Booth. They've lost that cool guy. They let him go. Right. But do they miss that segment of the market? And Tatuaje has some grandfather brands. Does Tatuaje, my father, go to Davidoff and gives them the premier, if Davidoff didn't the buy premier Nicaraguan uh, new school cigar smoker? If Davidoff didn't buy Padron, they're not buying my father and Tatuai, in my opinion. If they're pulling the trigger on a Nicaraguan company, it's Padron. Well, the next one that would line up with that is going to be Ashton. That would go with Fuente, too, because they make it, right? So it's Padron, Ashton, my father, Tatuaje. They all line up. Under Fuente. Does Ashton have the capital to buy Fuente? Well, this is if a Fuente bit of a... This is a bit out. But I believe, well, you're saying he wants to get out, but I would say this is almost like the merger company that each one of these people may not get money. They may get a percentage. This guy owns 10% of the company. This guy sure. 5% of the company or whatever. That feels more like an M&A than it does. Yeah. Merger and acquisition. Yeah. This, this is more of an M than it, I'm sorry, more of an M than it is an A. 
to me, that's more of a let's everyone's going to sit in a room and figure something out. Okay. If that were to happen, I mean. Yeah. And all this is obviously we made it up. Sure. Um, but J.C. Newman is the other one that goes with that too, because right. J.C. Newman is doing the distribution for Fuente, um, and Fuente is making the Ashton, and uh, now you got my father with with, uh, uh, and I believe they're all tight with uh, the folks from Ashton. So uh, I, they make a lot of the Ashton stuff, right? My father yes. makes a lot of the Ashton yeah. stuff. So uh, you got you got a big company there, and you need to have a big company to end up competing against this, right? Yeah, you need to be able to have a a footprint. All right, so we talked about these guys, and we made the statement each time that EPC was going to go somewhere. And now with FDA moving ahead a couple more extra years, I think General Cigar, which just did another um, thing with them, another collaboration. This time in his factory versus their factory. Yeah, so uh, that makes sense. Um, What about A.J. Fernandez? It's been a lot of quiet on A.J. Fernandez's side. Uh, I'm going I'm to step out of this one because I, I saw something that I shouldn't have seen. That's, that's, that's the whole idea. Yes. So, so for the first time, was you it know por- something? Was it porn? Yeah. <laughs> what was it? Uh, I hate when you click a category and something's in there that shouldn't be. It's, so, it's concerning. Yeah. All right. So he's not going to end I'll up I'll let you know it. if I agree or disagree. Well, just have another sip of that marker <laughs> over he there. He did pour me a big glass. Yeah. Um, I think I, I think there. So uh, is the general consensus that I drink this? I think he's trying to give what us. Else do you do with it? I think he's trying to give us a hint and say general is where he is not saying that it goes. Hmm. I was talking about the vodka. I don't know what you're saying. Sure, you were. So so yeah, we're we're saying it, it matches up with General Cigar for a Nicaraguan factory. Um, are we way off on that? Do you think? I think that's going to happen. Okay. So, so it wasn't brain surgery. It, no. it, it makes sense, right? No, I'll just, you know, file yeah. bankruptcy when I get sued. You don't know anything. <laughs> We're just making this up. I, can, I actually Educated can attest guess. to the fact that you don't know anything. <laughs> right. I will speak in a court of law under oath. Wow. Is that a hostile work environment? Yes, yes it is. All right. So now we have uh, La Flor Dominicana. They don't fit. No, they fit. I think uh, they fit with that merger company. Yeah, they do. That's the place. That That's a big belong. merger company happening over there, right? But it's so heavy, too, with the exception yeah. of Padron. All right. Well, you got forget the exception, but you got three Dominican companies, three Nicaraguan companies. All right. So we can move them around, but we got to find a spot for them now. So in the next hour, we're going to move these guys around for the last time. But we're running out of time in this hour to get these uh, last guys on the plate. I got CLE Puros Indios. As one company, um, I'm going to throw a, a Hail Mary pass. They bought them once. They buy them again. A, not a chance. Not a That's chance. my Hail Mary. Not a chance. Two companies I just don't ever see getting out of the business on their own unless something really odd comes down. Or I, Those two guys like, like it too much. They just... I don't see them going. So they're anywhere. out. They're standalone islands in uh, Mr. Hansen's world. I mean, listen, everything's for sale. I don't know, just... Yeah, they want to play? I Obviously, so. I mean, CLE wants to play because he got all the money. He's not doing it for money. Right. He, he likes it. Lito's getting older. The, I know the son is in. Up. He's coming up. Tony's loving it. Yeah, but, but that goes for every single one of these guys. Mm-hmm. But the, then it ends up being sold. 
And, and with, with the idea of you're going to be the president of it, you're going to run it and thing, and, and it's so what do I got to sit with people and make a decision? I'm just going to make the decision, and that's how what goes wrong. There's a few people on there that I don't think love it anymore. Wow. All right. You don't have to say that. Good but, Lord. Um, that's a kind of a bold statement. All right. Now I'm going to go with um, some mail order companies because we know uh, Altria has a – a, a, um, Altadis has a giant mail order company. General has a giant mail order company. Davidoff has their own one. Uh, Fuente in that group has a few of them that, uh, that are there. Um, you got Jay Cortez doesn't have somebody. Altria doesn't have anybody. And Swisher doesn't have anybody. And I happen to have three companies here. Thompson, Neptune out of Florida. Little, little unknown company, but let me tell you. And famous all right where did they go hmm. i'm gonna say altria gets thompson altria why they would altria direct, all right, direct so to just, consumer they don't do direct to consumer why would they want it yeah they, they want it they're they, not in direct to consumer at all yep. i don't see that no no okay. i see swisher doing it and they have to take somebody, and Thompson happens to be in their neighborhood. They live there. All right. So, so that makes sense to go there. And then you got Famous that could go to Jay Cortez. And you could have Neptune going to General Cigar, who already has one, but they're going to take that too. Because they have taken other people and rolled it in. Yeah. Now, Neptune has brick and mortar, correct? Yes. How many? I think one or two. Okay. Two. Two. And then I got a last one, which is pretty interesting. Cigar aficionado. Somebody buys the media. Does Davidoff do it out of spite because they don't get high ratings? <laughs> well, would you know, Marvin's brilliant. I mean, the guy is flat out brilliant, and would he ever spin that off of, spin that out of his media? You know, he's got quite a, quite an empire going. He's got all kinds of stuff. Yeah, it's not just you know cigar aficionado and wine spectator. He does a lot of inter, inter industry stuff. I don't know if he would ever spin that off. It'd be the I'll think about it this way though. And I've t- <laughs> I've talked to you about yeah. This. That's why you're the perfect person here because that's the ultimate. Be- I mean, if, if if Marvin ever wanted to be a retailer, yeah. I mean, what a buying platform yeah. that click, is. click the button and buy. Here's the rating. Click the button, buy. Well, if that's the case, then it goes to the people that no, get they already the highest have some. ratings. No, they have some already. I say it goes to Davidoff. Really? That's what I said, and you poo-pooed it. No, I didn't. I said nothing. I don't think Marvin would ever sell it. Well, like these guys, wouldn't sell. I don't know. So for now, they're back out. guy's got so much going on. He's so good at what he does. All right, so a recap before we go to break. We have right now, as it stands, Altria owning Nat Sherman, Philip Morris, and Perdomo. We have uh, Imperial Tobacco that owns Altadas, and they buy Gurkha. Swisher already bought Drew Estate, and with that comes Hoy de Nicaragua, Debonair, Miami Cigar, and they also take on Thompson, so they have mail order. Then you have General Cigar owning Rocky Patel, Zycar, Alec Bradley, EPC, AJ Fernandez, and they acquire Neptune, 
and they wrap that up. Davidoff has nobody except for themselves. They're an island unto themselves. Right Jay now. Cortez already bought Oliva. They acquire La Aurora and Famous, so they have an online presence. And then we have our super group of Fuente, Padron, Ashton, my father, Tatuaje, J.C. Newman, and powerful. Uh, Eric Hansen is saying this is not an, an acquisition so much as it is a merger, and they all have no, stock no, no. in that company. Well, I just I don't know how you would how someone would buy in that list. I don't know how someone would buy all of that, but the guy at the top could probably do it. But does he want to do it? It would be it would be more like um, a merger happening there. But let, let's what a platform of brands that would be. Pretty interesting, right? Oof. Pretty interesting so far. So we're going to go to a break. And uh, when we come back, some companies will not be sold, but will merge with others. We have some predictions on that of, of, of different people there. And we're going to light up a cigar that got people to think that I own Hammer and Sickle. I'm still waiting for the check. You're right. Um, so we'll, we'll uh, actually light that cigar up that actually got people to think that. And uh, we'll, we'll talk about this uh, a little bit more. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire at Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. And you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Stepping into the aging room has a new meaning at Aging Room Cigars as Raffio Nodel has traveled to Spain, where the idea for Aging Room Solera was born. The Solera method of aging has been used for centuries in the making of wine, sherry, brandy, and rum. The method mixes different vintages, allowing them to age together. For Aging Room Solera, Raphael takes several tobacco vintages and puts them in bales where they age together for another 12 to 18 months. This allows the tobaccos to marry for a longer period of time. At the end of the aging process, Aging Room Solera becomes a balanced and complex cigar with a fantastic price point. Aging Room Solera. It will have you calling for an encore. In a time where humidors are overflowing and retailers' shelves are on the verge of buckling, there is one brand that stands out amongst the rest. Sereno Cigar Company offers four distinct blends. The Connecticut, the Medio, Maduro, and Maduro XX. All aged to perfection. Crafted at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, each artfully crafted blend comes to life by the experienced hands of master blender Omar Gonzalez Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Sereno. To create this masterpiece, a combination of hand-selected filler tobaccos from the fertile soil of Estelian Jalapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a luxurious wrapper leaf to bring you an endlessly complex and majestic experience. A post-roll aging process of two additional years allows the blend to marry, creating unmistakable and ever-changing tasting notes that tantalize the palate, leaving you anticipating each and every drop. Visit SerenoCigars.com for a list of retailers, and you can always find Sereno Cigars available online at TwoGuysCigars.com. Sereno, a majestic cigar, Age to perfection. 
You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world. From exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of cigar science basics. This is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast, or better yet, passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. You owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine, Cigar Journal. Available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website, CigarJournal.com. That's CigarJournal.com. Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th anniversary as the decade on steroids. The 15th Anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary, Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary, Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. The La Galera Habano uses a classic wrapper on a staple cigar for a classy company. Hi there, this is David Garofalo of the Cigar Authority, and I want, no, no, I need to tell you about La Galera Habano. The La Galera Habano is an authentic cigar elaborated with the hands of the best cigar rollers of Tabacalera Palma in the Dominican Republic. Blended around an outstanding, flavorful Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, the Dominican-grown Corojo binder, and the filler made up of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and Peloto de Oro, creating a medium to full-bodied, attractively consistent, and aromatic smoke that envies no other. I love this cigar. Have you tried La Galera Habano yet? Well, what are you waiting for? Available at Better Cigar Shops worldwide is La Galera Habano. The wait is over. La Galera Habano. Justo and his father, Julio Eiroa, are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar, pure authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa tobacco farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba, and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family center company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop-to-shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. 
the premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry, is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino. This yep. is the Cigar Authority. That's right. The authority. We can't have anyone freak out out there, okay? On everything cigar. Got too far. In. There's too much to lose. And out of the cigar industry. Keep our composure. With your host. Como te llamo? David Garofalo. On the count of three, name your favorite dinosaur. Don't even think about it. Just name it. Ready? One, two, three. Velociraptor. Mr. Jonathan. You know what? I respect women. I love women. I respect them so much that I completely stay away from them. Barry Stone. What an incredible Cinderella story. This unknown comes out of nowhere. A former gravekeeper now about to become the Masters champion. It's time to light them up. Favorite non-pornographic magazine to masturbate to. It's time. Good housekeeping. For the Cigar Authority. Did we just become best friends? Yep. And we are back with our number two, broadcasting live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Sound Stage with us, my partner in crime, not in business, but something so. Eric Hansen from Hammer and Sickle Cigars and Vodka joins us uh, as we continue to start the rumors. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And you're listening to the Cigar Authority podcast, broadcasting over eight years and now the con- longest continually running cigar podcast. Voted the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Voted the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. And now the most listened to cigar podcast <coughs> in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. Catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog on thecigarauthority.com. So we were smoking the Hermitage. We didn't get a lot of talk into it. I got to say, besides... I would say the uh, icon, my favorite, this is number two to me. And you wouldn't think because it's a, a, little, a little stronger heavier, than a little what you typically. And stuff, but all the way down, I mean, fantastic cigar all the way down. Uh, if you haven't tried the Hermitage before, this is the Hermitage number one, not to be confused with the number two that doesn't exist. Um, is the Hermitage. I'll put that down because we're going to light up a cigar now that probably started, I think, uh, of people saying that I actually own Hammer and Sickle. And it wasn't just Hammer and Sickle cigars. I owned Hammer and Sickle vodka. I'm doing really good because I owned a lot of companies over the years mm. of, that people thought I owned because I got behind them and, mm. and sold a lot of their cigars, um, which is certainly not the case. It's a local guy. So we, we met because you were a customer. Correct. Yeah. So uh, Eric came in and would buy lots of cigars and was a nice guy and actually gave me a bottle of vodka here and there and said he's coming out with a cigar. So I get behind it. He's a, he's a local guy, and uh, we move a lot of their cigars. And in 2014, he came out with this brand, Sochi, and this was based on the Olympics? Yeah, so Sochi's a town. Most of our cigars are named after towns. Um, it's a town in Russia. It happened to host the Olympics. It's a beautiful, beautiful place. Um, in, it's on the Black Sea. It's a pretty amazing resort city. It has, you know, four seasons, so it has a summer footprint, it has a winter footprint, and it hosted, hosted the Winter Olympics. They did a beautiful job with it. Yeah. So you, uh, I don't know if you called me or somebody from your company called me and said, we're making this limited release, and it's coming in a cardboard box with a box of 12. 
Uh, box of ten. It ten. was our first yeah. ever one-off. We were we, we had never done a yeah so limited you, or so they were going very small on it, and I and they said we're, we're just doing this small release on it. Are you interested in any of them? And I said, well, how many are there? And you know, limited releases. You want to hear? There's ten thousand boxes of them. You know, I'll take this many or whatever. This actually, the smaller the release, the more interested I am. Sure. And this was 100 boxes. So my answer was, I'll take all 100. Yeah, I was floored. So we could only, yeah. sh- we could only ship you 99 because we shipped one to the president of Russia. Ah. Um, so you got 99 boxes, and you sold them, I believe, in two days. Yes. <laughs> it was amazing. Yes. The, the, the Olympics lasted longer. Than yes, the yes cigars that's did. correct. And uh, this is unbanded in a cardboard box, and um, it's a sensational cigar. I had a sample of it, and uh, how many do you want? And I'll take them all, and if you want, if you don't want to, but you said, why not, right? Absolutely. I mean, listen, I'm a... Want to keep dialing I'm a business. I'm, a, yeah. I'm, a, I'm in the business of being in business. If somebody wants to buy all of it, you sell them to Yeah. So... Um, you know, we kind of made a big deal about it and um, sold them. You know, you hype it up a little bit. And I'm in business to sell, too. So you hype it up. It's coming. And then uh, it's going to be here in two more days. It's going to be here tomorrow. And the next thing you know, people are waiting for it. And, you know, 48 hours later, there's none to be sold. And I should have bought more. Uh, no, I couldn't have bought more. I bought them all. And um, that's when it started with that's because it's your brand anyway with, the, with my competitors who would have liked to buy some, um, you know, now you just, you know. Sour grapes. Yeah. A little bit. Um, and no, it's not the case. I don't own it. I'm not an investor. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a fan. And, and, a great, fan. and a great friend. Yeah. More, more importantly than all of that, you're a great friend. Yeah. So, listen, get, get off the thing. And, you know, Mike Cusano never gave me a dime when he sold his company. Christian Aroa never gave me a dime when he sold the company. I don't, and I don't want a dime. I'm happy for both of them because I certainly made money carrying their product. I, I didn't sell this for what I paid for it. I, I, made, I made a profit because that's why I'm in business, right, to actually sell it. So <coughs> this is actually the last ones. That's it. Our studio audience and us, this is the end of it for me. Uh, but it's part of what it is, and uh, I can say <coughs> goodbye to these. But what was special about this? Uh, nine tobaccos. Nine tobaccos. Oh, my in God. A, in a, you know, what are we, 50 ring gauge? Uh, yeah, believe it or not, yeah, it's, it, it's 50, Yeah, and it's a six and a half. It's the size is called a Dahlias, D-A-L-I-A-S, and very funky. No, nobody uses it, and we were looking for an odd, unique size. And I like smaller ring-gauge cigars, but so we were looking to do 46, but we couldn't get that number of tobaccos in 46, believe it or not. So with the success of this, you didn't do it again, though? No, we did. Um, well, was, you know, again, it was Sochi. It was just for the Olympics. Yeah. You know, we're a Russian-branded firm. We're a Russian vodka company. So, for us, it made sense to celebrate the event. Why um, not do it again, though? Just for the hell of it, this fall, or that's too soon, next fall, because that's when you did it. I don't know. You never, all right. You, you, never, you never can tell. All right, because I'm interested, and in, uh, I'm willing to actually double my purchase from last time. Just a heads up. Okay, note to self. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> call, call the factory and make 200 yeah. boxes. But this time, I would make... 500 boxes, 1,000 boxes, and get these other people who think that, mm-hmm. uh, that I own it. But I'm just telling you, it was, it was not only a, a great business move, it was a great cigar to smoke. So we'll see what, see what it is after sitting here for now three years. Mm-hmm. Let's see what it does. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars, which I don't own. Perdomo is the brand. <laughs> While all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo. 
cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. And I, I know Nick from when he first started his company. I was already in the cigar business and took him on right at the very beginning. Um, but everybody understands that um, he would have no partners. I don't see Nick Perdomo in the, um, the last category with all the people that merge and um, no. have a piece of that. I don't see that. No. It's either he's going to be out or he's in. Cucumber and black pepper on the cold draw. Mm. A little cool, a little spicy. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. And we're going to light our cigar today with the Vertigo Stealth. This is a three-jet lighter fueled by the patented Vertigo big-ass tank. It's a single action, so you press the button down, the lid pops open, and ignites all three jets. It retails for $29.99. It is the Vertigo Stealth. This is one of those lighters that if you go out, you buy a box of cigars, you get a lighter, you go to um, some sort of store event that ends up having something like this, and they have one, and they say, in a $100 lighter, mm. but it's... If it's this one, it's $29. But it looks like a $100 lighter, but it's $29. It's a beautiful lighter. So, who owns Hammer and Sickle? Hammer and Sickle owns Hammer and Sickle. Corporation? Yeah. With other people involved? Yes, correct. Am I one of them? No, you are not. No, I am not. (laughs) Never asked? Actually took a book. I I finally got so annoyed, I actually took our corporate book and... uh, Took it to a retailer and said, here it is. Go ahead. Take a look. See who owns what. And, and you, not, not just locally. I mean, you hear this around the country, huh? That, the Sochi thing was. Yeah. They yeah. Put it over the top. But there was only 100 of them. In the, listen, I've done it. I just bought 2,000 boxes of something we'll talk about in the next couple of weeks because that was an opportunity. These are opportunities. An opportunity knocks. Answer the door. That's right. They're knocking. Answer the door. So, uh, yeah, we met from being a customer, and uh, as I said, and uh, then you... you uh, I bought a lot of cigars. Yeah. <laughs> still do. I do, actually. Yeah. Still do. You still do is right. Um, Am I in the top ten still? Jonathan, can you look I to your know. right? I, I, I don't know that answer. Ed would, Ed would be able to tell you that. we got to get to Ed. <laughs> oh, wow. Our camera fell. Our, right. our above... Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so that shot's done. Yeah. <laughs> they saw the bulk of what they have to see anyway. We're going to play around with it a little bit. Um, so let, let's talk a little about merging now at this point of um, people merging. And uh, I, I have you included in this also. Merges are going to be an important thing, too, that the expense of little companies to do this FDA stuff, depending how deep it goes, uh, is going to get more and more. And, and I, I envision little companies getting together. I mean, I've got calls for distribution deals. Sure. So uh, and I'm only a cigar store. So mm-hmm. um, people are already talking and seeing how they can do it. If, if you're spending all the expense to, to have somebody going around trying to sell your product, and here's the guy, the other company right behind them doing exactly the same thing. If, you, if the guy had two pages on the thing, the expense would be cut in half at that point. Right. So I see merges, uh, the possibility we saw a merger this year of two small companies, a Room 101 who was distributed. That, that was always uh, Matt Boots' brand, and it was distributed by Davidoff. So he leaves Davidoff, or Davidoff leaves him, whatever way that went. 
and the merger happened with Caldwell. So two little companies end up getting together and share the expenses. We don't know how the deal is with them. Do they just get 50-50 or whatever? But at the very least, it's half the expenses that it would have cost them. So what more logical things could possibly happen that would make sense to do it? And one of them, for instance, and we're going to have Nick on the show the week after next, uh, uh, Nick Malillo from Foundation Cigars, El Wawense, and, and uh, all Charter Oak, Tabernacle. Yeah. Um, there was always a talk early on of him <clears throat> and Dunbarton Tobacco, which is Steve Saka. They worked together. Steve was the president of the company, and Nick ran the factory. Uh, they're making their stuff out of Nicaragua. If you follow them on social media, they're always in Nicaragua at the same time because they go back and forth, each one. They're both doing the same thing over and over, and if you go in a cigar store, there's one of the brands, there's the other brand. It seems like a logical merger. It does seem to make sense. It, it would the save them, them both together. money, and, and that's the way uh, I think that would work. Um, another one is we mentioned uh, CLE Puros Indios. You know, his brother and his father have their own company now, JRE Tobacco, and they both have their own reps and their own things. And, they, you know, you, last year at the booth, or the past years, not this year, but they were at the same booth and everything was, and now they both have twice the expenses. Why wouldn't you just put, them together. put it together? It would make sense. Um, Fratello. Fratello is another one much like that would belong with Steve Saka's group because the stuff so is made yep, in Hoyden, Nicaragua. Place. Maybe in Hoyden, Nicaragua, Fratello, Dunbarton Tobacco, and Foundation all get together and then they all share the expenses. Fratello Barton. Billo. Billo. Yeah? <laughs> well Rolls, off the tongue. Rolls off the tongue. Yeah. Good at making up names like that. Duntello Cigar you know, Company. That, that, there's a talent there. But this one came from Mr. Jonathan himself that says, here is the ultimate merger. That's at a lot of pressure right there. Yeah. I, you, 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 had, felt, you, you had, felt it. You had, I'm sitting right here. Yeah. <laughs> you, had, uh, you had said that you were in acquisition mode yourself, Correct. and you wanted it known, and I happened to go by your booth every night to say hi, mm-hmm. and uh, we swapped some cigars, and uh, I happened to notice that you had a frequent visitor. And, uh, now, at the end of the show, you got to remember, we have beer, vodka. So at the end of the show, they turn the lights off, and all the, all the manufacturers hang out together. All the so. alcoholics. So this guy is either an alcoholic or he's murdering. Or I just happened to notice that every time I, I would go over and say hi to you guys, uh, Glenn Case was paying you a visit. So I'm just throwing he's it out Christoph, there. Christoph, the owner of Christoph. That, uh, There's nothing going on. got to be careful. You get pissed off at that. Yes. Yeah, I don't want to piss anybody off. I There's just nothing going on. Adding to the rumor mill. Glenn Case and Hammer and Sickle. All right. Glenn's a, f- a fantastic guy. Um, I know him to shake his hand and we we chat. We're certain, you know, we're not close like you and I are close. Yeah. But no, there's nothing going on. All right. Because it kind of makes sense. You got two, I would say, relatively same size type of operations and save half the. No, thing. I, can, I can end that one for you. All right, just end it. We're gonna go with it anyway. But okay. If it happens, we mentioned it here anyway. <laughs> denied it, but sometimes they have to sign something. Yeah. To deny. I have thing. not signed anything. Nope. I've never had a conversation. <laughs> uh, there was and this plan. I had nothing to do with this. There was an interesting. Uh, Thanks for the sandbag guy. That was nice. yeah. A couple of people that showed up together, kind of looked like they were doing the same thing, and that was uh, um, Spencer Drake 
and uh, the kid from Crux both showed up at the same time. Two different companies. So Spencer Drake is with HR. HR. Rubenius. And then the Crux kid, Casey, came in. They were both together, taking pictures together. They drove in together. So I don't know that there may be something going on there, just adding fuel to and the fire. And this is where most of the stuff happens because we observe these things that happen and you know you never see two competitors driving in the car together and going to do you know it's usually the opposite somebody's doing an event and everybody stays away because that's the the debonair thing to do and this is your time or whatever so that's where a lot of these things come out of it it doesn't make sense and then the next thing you know things like this happen and you say oh i saw that coming so what we're doing is actually saying it so that we can look like we're smart <laughs> Or very wrong. Or not. Or very wrong. Uh, I'd like to make a move here on the board Uh-oh. where we have Davidoff sitting there all by itself and not acquiring anybody. The answer would be that they would get acquired. Because if they, you don't grow, you go. That's it. So if you're not making a move, Davidoff now goes to Altadis. Davidoff goes to Altadis. Isn't that interesting? It could go the other way, but I'm going to go this way. And Any thought to the... Because you got Altadis opening lots of stores. They're Cassie Monte Cristos and all that stuff. Their competitor is the Davidoff stores that are opening lots of stores. Take their competitor out. One of them has to them. buy the other, yep. Just acquire them. And now you got a lot of stores. Now you got, now you got a problem here. Now Imperial, they do Cuban distribution around the world? Is that Imperial that does it, the Altadis group? Yeah. Does that bring back the Cuban Davidoff if that happens? Yes, that would be another thing, that, that they would have the uh, Cuban rights, and then the Davidoff Cuban could come back. But isn't Altadis really kind of an illegal group because of the Helms-Burton Act? Yes. So wouldn't it... The other way around? Wouldn't it have to go the other way around in order to make this group be legal? All right. So let's do that. The other way around would make, make, make a better choice. So Davidoff buys Altadis from Imperial. Who already bought Gurkha. Who already has Gurkha. Powerful. Who makes Gurkha's product? A lot of it is um, Nestle Placencia, um, who could go there, too. Is that what you had said, Barry? I said Placencia okay. showed at the show for the first time. Yep. Uh, Placencia could be a buy in this whole thing because, you know, they make cigars for so many different people. Why not just buy the brands and make all the money? Because they don't have the infrastructure for it. They don't have the guys in the the brand. But if they buy a company that has the infrastructure like Rocky Patel. Yeah. Yeah. They become a major player. player. As as Eric said, I mean, there's other players. There's lots of other players. uh, But a lot of people don't know who these other players are. But um, And not to make it even more confusing. And I don't know if this is good radio or what this is but we do it every year anyway so next year every year we do it every yeah, month <laughs> right uh and, and and it helps me as, as a buyer and uh know who to get behind and how to what to promote and things like that um so you know we've, we've been pushing the um christoph because eric's my friend and if he's gonna own it i might as well get behind jesus it. Yeah. Almighty, there is nothing going on okay. oh my god <laughs> i feel like i should you know leave or something no please don't we'll talk right in front of you we don't talk behind your back you're my friend okay (laughs) well thank you for that all right right now let's find out what's up in the cigar world with barry stein it's time for what's What's up up? in the cigar world brought to you by recluse cigars you want to know what's up recluse cigars is what's up 
voted the 2015 Cigar of the Year is the Recluse Amadeus Reserva Habano. Every Recluse cigar goes through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years. They are box-pressed and rolled end to bar for a perfect draw every time. If you haven't done it yet, be sure to try a Recluse cigar today. Dave, I know you're not a huge fan of legislation, but I'm going to start with some legislation that's right in my own backyard in the city I live in, and that's Manchester, New Hampshire. The city, led by Mayor Ted Gatsis, has put forth a six-month smoking ban for five of the city's parks, and the main reason is to reduce the use of the drug Spice, a form of synthetic marijuana. Here's an idea. Instead of punishing me, a cigar smoker, how about addressing the drug issue that's plaguing the state and enforcing the existing laws? What's next? The removal of parks because it offends the drug users that they can't smoke there? Um, Here's something else for the rumor mill. Drew Estate has changed distributors in Canada, where Scandinavian Tobacco Group Canada, STG Canada, will take over distribution for stores and duty-free shops at the end of the month. Um, Mm. Earlier this week, both the plaintiff and defendant responded to the potential involvement of health groups. While the FDA stated stated they had no opinion on the move, the CRA, CAA, and IPCPR, as expected, were against the measure. Thursday, the FDA groups responded once again that they felt the FDA will not fully enforce the demon uh, regulations, and the court responded yesterday saying that currently the health groups cannot get involved in the lawsuit, which is leading to some speculation that they could launch their own lawsuit in the not-so-distant future, Uh, but they also left the door open for them to be uh, added to the lawsuit at a later date. And finally, and hopefully you guys can shed a little bit more light on this, uh, the government, the Department of Justice, ended Operation Choke Point last night, which was crippling for the cigar industry as well as other industry. Um, perhaps you can explain that. You want to grab this? Yeah, uh, Choke Point is an atrocity. Um, you know, just because you don't like something and Congress doesn't regulate it, the former administration had a policy of making it difficult for necessary components in a transaction. They put pressure on different points. In other words, banks choke, po- choke yeah. points. So banks and the, the big one for, for tobacco and in specific is the credit. use of credit cards. Yeah. Credit card um, processing. And specifically credit cards in a non-president environment. So business to business was, is hampered because there are only a few processing groups that would allow and, and take the risk of uh, the business-to-business transaction because it was tobacco being moved in Legal a, product, mind you. Correct. Yeah. In a non, um, non-card-present environment. In other words, there isn't a human being there swiping a card. So the, this going away helps not just us. Um, it helps a ton of people. And I t- I'll tell you what, it helps banking. Yeah. Because the banks were put in a horrible place. The processing groups, the transactions, the folks actually execute the transactions, which is usually third party from a bank, they're, you know, they're, they're now, it appears they're going to be free to actually execute legal business in the United States. Imagine that, just because somebody doesn't like it um, and they couldn't get legislation through, so they were going to find another way to harm it or reduce it. So this is, this is, this a, is Trump, a big deal. And it's a good, it's a Trump move, right? Yeah, and see, this is, you know, <laughs> Trump's Trump. And, yeah. and people love him and people hate him and there's people in the middle. But the, this is what, when you hear the word deregulation, people yeah. don't understand what they mean by deregulation. This is a great example. Of over-regulation. Of, this was illegal regulation. Yes. 
This was just, we don't like it, so we're going to find a way to adversely impact it. And it's being removed. And I got to give this administration an awful <laughs> lot of credit because they're doing it through a number of different industries. They're doing it slowly, they're doing it efficiently, they're doing it effectively, and they're doing it professionally. And they should be um, yeah. rewarded for it's, it. It's a big one. And that's Good. what's up in the cigar world. What's up in the cigar world was brought to you by Recluse Cigars. The Recluse Amadeus Habano Reserva uses grade-A Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, a San Andreas binder, a Dominican Lajero Seco, and Pennsylvanian Broadleaf filler tobaccos, which create a blend we call the Cigar of the Year. Recluse Cigars is What's Up. What's Up coming up in our calendar is next week. We're going to talk coffee and cigars. Hopefully, we're going to be ready here in Studio 21 Podcast Cafe to pour a couple of cups of coffee and uh, smoke the Studio 21 cigar. That'll be next week. September 2nd, the following week, Nick Melillo, the wise man, joins us here with his Charter Oak, Tabernacle, and Foundation Coffee, because he's another one that has uh, uh, a coffee brand. Um, the following week, Gusto Aroa from JRE Cigars, the Aladino, he joins us, um, and he's going to have something else with him. I don't know what that is, but he's telling me something else is coming in, and... Uh, Following the recap of Two Guys Smoke Shop's 32nd anniversary party coming up on uh, September 16th, we'll tell you all about that and how it went, because everybody's coming to town, and then the rumors are going to be flying, because I'll have heard so much information, and I'll, I will or will not share that with you. Right now, it's time to take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha, they're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha, to the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time, and I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats, and they're coming to take me away, ha-ha! It's time for news from the Insane Asylum, odd and sometimes historic news stories. They're too insane to be true, or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars, take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 8x80 Asylum Cigars. And today's comes from an unknown source, and today we mourn the passing of our beloved old friend, Common Sense, who has been with us for many years. No one knows for sure how old he was since his birth records were lost long ago in bureaucratic red tape. He will be remembered for having cultivated such valuable lessons as knowing when to come in out of the rain, why the early bird gets the worm, life isn't always fair, and maybe it was my fault. Common sense lived by the simple, sound financial policies of don't spend more than you earn, reliable parenting, such as adults, not children, are in charge, and his health began deteriorating rapidly when well-intentioned but overbearing regulations were set in place. Reports of a six-year-old boy charged with sexual harassment for kissing a classmate, teenagers suspended for school for using mouthwash after lunch, and a teacher fired for reprimanding an unruly student only worsened his condition. Common sense lost ground when parents attacked teachers for doing the job they themselves have failed to do in disciplining their unruly children. It declined even further when schools were not required to get parental consent to administer paracetamol, sun lotion, or plaster to a pupil, but could not inform the parents when a pupil became pregnant and wanted to have an abortion. Common sense lost the will to live as churches became businesses and criminals received better treatment than their victims. Common sense took a beating when you couldn't defend yourself from a burglar in your own home, but the burglar could sue you for assault because you protected yourself and your own. 
Common Sense finally passed away after a seven-year-old child was suspended for school for chewing a Pop-Tart into the shape of a gun. Common Sense was preceded in death by his parents' truth and trust, his wife discretion, his daughter responsibility, and his son reason. He is survived by three stepbrothers, I know my rights, someone else is to blame, and I'm a victim. Not many attended his funeral because so few realized he was gone, and that's not only insane, it's asylum. They're coming to take me away, haha. They're coming to take me away, ho ho, hee hee, haha. To the funny farm where it'd be I funny if it wasn't so true. Scary, isn't it? Yeah, it's getting crazy out there. So we're smoking the Soshi. It's so good. This is something you can't have, unfortunately, because there are no more. <laughs> it's tough to talk about something they can't even have, uh, but what a better time to end up. Uh, breaking into the last of these, uh, now having you here. Thank you so much uh, for that. Um, so right now it's uh, time to hear the Don Raphael Offer of the Day. It's brought to you by Don Raphael Cigars. Everyone has a price. Would you do this, and if so, for how much? So would you do this for money, basically? $900 to sleep in a dumpster overnight. And as a caveat here, the prize goes up to $1,500 if the dumpster is that of a restaurant. You're asking me? Yes. God, no. If it's... It's not enough. If it's a restaurant, I'm out. 900 bucks to just sleep in a regular, like, two guys in Nashua just yeah, sleep, sleep in the dumpster? Yeah. Can I have my gun with me? Yeah. I'd do it for 900 Sleep overnight. Yeah. The next day, I almost want to get it up for that. Do it. Barry, would you do it? If it was the dumpster here that's almost always empty, yeah. <laughs> yeah? Cardboard dumpster, basically, no problem. You sleep there overnight. The, if I could pick the dumpster, yes. What is wrong with you guys? Yeah. They're not paid enough. Sometimes you've got to do stuff, man. <laughs> it's more of a challenge. It's not really about the money. I'm not doing the restaurant one. That's disgusting. Yeah, but with all this stuff we say no to, eventually you just got to say yes to something. And this one seems pretty easy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, this is what it's about. You know, when I, when I do this, I, I look at it and I say, uh, wow. I guess common sense and reason really is gone. You really <laughs> yes, it is. It's true. I mean, it's just we, asylum, bucks. congratulations. And the, it wasn't those my guys fault. nailed it. <laughs> All right, so that's the Don Raphael offer of the day. Let's go to break. And when we come back, who merges with who? We'll connect the dots. We'll get a little debonair while we're at it. And uh, we're live from Studio 21 Podcast cafe and you're listening to the cigar authority on the united podcast network smoky joe's is changing the dress code when it comes to enjoying a premium handmade cigar using the finest materials of velvet and silk their smoking jackets are made for a lasting impression Smokey Joe's has fitted the likes of Smokey Robinson, James Brown, Sammy Davis Jr., and now they want to fit you, too, with a smoking jacket. Proudly designed and manufactured in the USA, Smokey Joe's invites you to feel the inspiration of fashion. 
from an era where clothing was designed using only the finest materials and craftsmanship. Smokey Joe's clothing continues to be a story of America at its best. Innovation, hard work, and fearless enterprise. When you light up the best, smoke it while wearing the best. Smoking Joe's Smoking Jackets. Available at SmokeyJoe'sClothing.com That's SmokeyJoe'sClothing.com Be sure to tell them the Cigar Authority sent you. Let's talk a little about Rough Rider Cigars. So here is where the motorcycle culture meets Cigar Nation. This badass looking cigar uses the name Rough, but delivers a smooth as silk ride each and every time. Even before lighting one, you can't help but notice its sweet like honey flavor. Smooth and creamy, resembling slightly sweetened butter. Outstanding! The Rough Rider Cigar is so beautiful in so many ways. We're talking a premium cigar, imported, long filler cigar, but wait till you hear the price. Every cigar is in the $3 price range, that's right. Even the Churchill in the 6x60, every cigar is in the $3 price range. Rough Rider Cigars, there's nothing rough about Rough Rider except the name. Rough Rider Cigars. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars and the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Pavada number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General Warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Founded in 1989 by Mariana and Nestor Miranda, Miami Cigar & Company proudly celebrates their 25th anniversary with the release of their flagship brand, the Nestor Miranda Collection. Made in Esteli, Nicaragua by Don Pepin Garcia, the collection is available in three distinct wrappers aimed to please even the toughest critic. Nestor Miranda Collection. You only get one life. How will you live yours? Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake. Jose Dominguez, not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. 
It's worth so much more. It's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. In 1848, in honor of the English poet Lord Byron, a cigar brand named Byron was first created. Through three centuries, Byron has gone through many hands, but today it is back with the family that first created them. Returning to the early days, now the brand, in a very limited quantity, is produced in a small factory in Costa Rica. Nelson Alfonso offers three Byron blends honoring all three centuries of Byron, Siglo 19, Siglo 20, and Siglo 21. Other cigars sit in an aging room for 60 days, but every Byron cigar sits in an aging room for a period of at least one full year, then and only then into ultra-luxurious porcelain jars and state-of-the-art cigar humitubes packaging. Sure, Byron's packaging is unique and costly to produce, but nothing else will do for a cigar of this quality and taste. Byron Cigars. Cigars of poetry. Sophisticated. Byron. This is Rudy from the chat box up in Canada, where, yes, we celebrate Christmas, Thanksgiving, and Hanukkah. We even have electricity and the internet. You're listening to the Cigar Authority, right here on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. And we are back, broadcasting live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Set. Gentleman Jonathan's going to do a debonair style. We've got a classic three-way where we'll guess and move around these mergers and acquisitions. We're changing people's lives here because I think this is what happened to Rafael Nadell, that it was the people from Altadas heard us talk about it and said, that makes a lot of sense. Make them an offer. <coughs> You're out of your mind. This is all made up. It's all fictitious. It is, but it makes sense. Look how powerful it the, does uh, make sense. Fuente, Padron, Ashton, my father, Tatuahi, and J.C. Newman as a company. Pretty powerful. The, the only real one that doesn't completely fit there is Padron. The rest of them all make sense. Obviously, J.C. Newman does their distribution. Padron's going to be much like the Perdomo one. That's going to be a score, right? Would, they are a score. Those would be the two. Ian Rocky Patel, those three, whoever gets them, get something valuable. They, they get the entrance in the door to tough retailers, I would think. Cigar aficionado, I think, goes to somebody. See, I would be scared if Rocky sold, because to me that would be like the white flag. If Rocky Patel sold and got out of the industry, I would be very, very But he worried. stay on as president, and then he doesn't have the pressure or anything. He gets all the money, and he stays on because he wants the job, and he helps that company. But they usually do that. It usually doesn't just, work. Just to keep the fears of the consumer that likes the product happy. Could Very become, rarely does that person stay on past that allotted time. All right, I'm going to throw this out there. He sells, gets out completely, and becomes a um, lobbyist for he the could. cigar industry. No one's got a bigger name than he does, and that's how he saves the industry and cashes out at the same time. Goes there, moves to D.C. full-time. Yeah. You got any uh, oddball stuff? When this is a, from a guy who wants to sleep in a dumpster for right. a bucks. <laughs> that's, that, that, that's who we're getting it from. So yes. I didn't say it was an educated guess. I'm just throwing stuff against the wall and seeing what sticks. And I'm, as I look at this Altria, Philip Morris thing, 
I don't think they get into the cigar industry. It's a too small of an industry, and I think Perdomo goes somewhere else. I'm going to throw Perdomo over to Jay Cortez. No way. Yeah, Jay Cortez. No way. Although they, they're Nicaraguan also. Well, they have Oliva. Yeah, which is Nicaraguan. You know, you've got to worry about this. Some sort of, you know, flash floods that happen in the country. There's a tornado or something, and they have another place to go. So that, that's why that would probably... As a retailer, do you view Perdomo's brands and Oliva's brands... Too similar. Too similar. So you've got a lot of in, right. internal cannibalization. Yeah. So the, not, from, from a value perspective, yeah. from a business perspective, I don't know how that ties off. But. Well, if you give it to Fuente, my God, they're a monster. But the you've only, got my father that's there, and that's cannibalization that right. happens there. Davidoff? So Hanson's taking Altria out of the game. Yeah. Or you're ta- I'm sorry. You're taking them out of the game as far and as they're Hansen not acquired. And I think Hanson is, too. They're not doing it. All right. Now, oh, yeah, agreed. Yeah. Per- the only company here that really doesn't have a solid – Nicaraguan offering is Davidoff. Back to what I said in round one. Yeah. Perdomo goes to Davidoff, but I'm put. I put them first. Davidoff has Davidoff Nicaraguan, and now they have Perdomo growing their tobacco, or growing tobacco under I Perdomo's like method. I'll be honest. I like it better. So now we're down to five companies. You guys just simplified everything in two hours. Think about that. We did. We made the lab. We still got Lafleur so, in the corner. You're saying nobody buys them, but somebody. I think they it. like being on their own. I mean, it's just and the I way think it looks to me. I think it's the same way with CLE. I think he makes a good. I think a lot of there. these guys like being on their own. <laughs> so right now, as it stands, unless we make a change, we have Altria out of the premium cigar industry, except for Nat Sherman, which kind of keeps them yeah, keeps them that. in. You've got Davidoff owning Perdomo, Altadis, and Gurkha. You have. Swisher owning Drew Estate, Miami Cigar, Hoya de Nicaragua, Debonair, and Thompson. Makes sense. You got General Cigar owning Rocky Patel, Zycar, Alec Bradley, EPC for the second time, AJ Fernandez, and Neptune. Yep, makes then sense. Then you got Jay Cortez, already bought Oliva. They acquire La Aurora and Famous. And then Fuente, Padron, Ashton, My Father, Tatuaje, JC Newman become a super company. And. Maybe they cannibalize each other throughout the next couple of years, and one buys the other one, out, the other shares out. I like it. I think that's. I think that's where it goes. <laughs> I wish my fantasy football draft went as easy as this. Yeah, that was kind of just neat, tidy. Yeah, on time. And that's the way it is, right? It's impressive. Okay, that's the way it's going to play. I'll keep looking because <laughs> right now, while you enjoy life to its fullest, it's important to be debonair. How to be more debonair and gentlemanlike is gentleman Jonathan. You need a gentleman. Gentleman. I'm a gentleman. You need a gentleman? <laughs> you wouldn't want to call me gentleman. Ladies, fasten your seatbelts, switch on your electronic devices, and pump up the volume. You need a gentleman? This is The Gentleman's Way, brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Debonair provides its clients with suspension of reality. Time spent smoking a debonair can never be subtracted from one's life. If you are currently not a customer of an establishment, you have zero clout with that company. Making up an email address or posting on their Facebook page from a fake profile and demanding that they stock your favorite widget. This sounds very personal. Go ahead. Or you will (laughs) continue to not shop there makes you more keyboard bully than potential client. Think about it. You're threatening to continue not being a customer? In this case, you'd be better off either saying nothing 
or making a purchase elsewhere. Or you could buy other things from that store for a bit while building up your value as a customer and then Push ask if around. they will stock your item. You could try potentially politely sending an email from your real email address requesting that they stock it and how many you'd be willing to buy if there is a minimum. Keep your email short, sweet, and free of threats. It all boils down to respect. Respect is not given, it is earned. <laughs> and if you are not willing to earn someone's respect, you simply don't deserve it. The question is, are you debonair or not? Yeah, I don't do that kind of crap. I a lot of, be bothered. A lot of uh, keyboard bullies going on yeah, around there. Yeah, couldn't be bothered. So, uh, Sean is our champion, but I'm going to, uh, because we have uh, a guest here today, I'm going to go back and you'll be the champion back next week. Uh, but let's go to this classic day in classic history. You've heard of epic rap battles. But now it's time for the epic battle. Wow. It's kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes. For this day. Tell anyone about this, I'll kill you. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. In classic history. Here's looking at you, kid. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Nervous? Yes. All classic cigars are handmade and imported from the Dominican Republic, and every cigar is priced under, get this, under $3 per cigar. You like that, baby? Let him know where I came from, yeah! Choose any blend, including the Classic Connecticut for its mild and smooth taste, the Classic Maduro for its bold and spicy flavor, or the Classic Cuban for its sweet, sun-grown, and nutty overtones. That's undertones, you idiot! Whichever classic you choose, it's a classic cigar. Available at twoguyscigars.com. That's twoguyscigars.com. Celebrate today with a classic cigar. All right, closest without going over, Mr. Jonathan, we'll start with you. Bill Clinton, American lawyer and politician, the 42nd president of the United States, was born today. Happy birthday, Bill Clinton. What year was it? 1945. 1945. Eric Hansen, what do you say? Oh, hold on. Doing his math here. Yeah? Hold on. 1952. 52. That's what I got written down, 1952. 52, and Mr. Jonathan will take the point at 45 because it's 46. Wow. Missed Look, it by that much. Looking good, Mr. J. Uh, Get back in the dumpster. <laughs> I bet you, Sean knew the answer to that because he studies. To you, um, Eric, Eric Hansen, John Stamos, American actor, producer, and musician, best known for his television, especially starring... Roles is Jesse in the ABC sitcom Full House. John Stamos. I think Mr. Jonathan has a crush on him. It's possible. So we'll go to him last. 1959. 59. Minus 2, 1954. 54. Uh, same year as the embargo was signed, 1962. 62 for the point. It's 63. Mr. Jonathan with two this is histor history now. American ship, the USS Constitution, defeats the US ship, the HMS Warrior, off the coast of Nova Scotia, Canada, earning the nickname Old Ironsides. This day, what year? 1815. 1815. 1767. I have 1767. 
Uh, we're moving on to Barry. Uh, the first American Soapbox Derby is held in Dayton, Ohio today. What year? 1973. 73. Soapbox Derby, first ever. Uh, 1970. 70. 1955. And you're all very much over. 1934. 1934. Over to you, Mr. Jonathan. Two questions left. Operation Iraqi Freedom ends with the last of the United States Brigade combat teams crossing the border of Kuwait today. Iraqi Freedom. What year? 2002. 2002. No, Iraqi Freedom was the first one, 90s, so we're talking about... It's embarrassing. It's the stuff we should all know. It's American history. <laughs> <laughs> that happened in our lifetime. 91. 91. 92. 92. Mr. Jonathan will take the point again, and I'm running out of questions here. 2002, he says it's 2010. Iraqi freedom. The wrong Iraqi I Yeah, I thought, it was, yeah. I thought it was the first one. one. Uh, I got one question left. Eric, if you get two points, you got you got a tie or else Jonathan's going to win. Um, it be this, the battle of the champions. This is going to week. you, Barry. Uh, sure. Salem witch trials in Salem, Providence of Massachusetts Bay. Five people, one woman and four men, including clergy, was executed after being convicted in witchcraft today. What year? 1809. 1809. 1617. 1617. 1605. No idea. 1605. No idea. Mr. Jonathan, 1617. It's 1692. Later on this year or next year, we'll, end up, with, we'll end up with one or two of them. That well, we'll get out. something. So, what do we have? The first company becomes Davidoff. They stay in the game as a uh, privately held company. They purchase Perdomo, they purchase Altadas, and they purchase Gurkha, which Altadas had already bought. Right. And that becomes that company. It stays as Davidoff, and that company is pretty strong at that point. They have Nicaraguan presence. They own Altadas. They're a monster at this point. Moving on to the next. You've got uh, Swisher, which has already acquired Drew Estates. Uh, and with that will come Hoya de Nicaragua, Debonair Cigars, Miami Cigar, and Thompson. So they have a mail order offering. And strong. You move over to General Cigar, who acquires Rocky Patel, Zycar, Alec Bradley, EPC, AJ Fernandez, and Neptune. Okay, so they got mail order operation. They got a um, Nicaraguan presence, and they got a, a big name, and they have actually a uh, lighter and cutter company, which uh, has lots of names and addresses to it. So they've got it helps their online business. Now you've got Jay Cortez, which already acquired Oliva. They pick up La Aurora and Famous Cigars, and that list will continue to grow, I'm sure. And then you've I thought got they would have grabbed people already. I mean, they came out swinging and they're just slowing the Well, uptake. you just don't know who's got there's no deals way they going came, on in the background. There's no way they came to this country just to buy Oliva, and that was it. I just can't imagine that's it so far, but okay. Uh, and then you got the super group. And, uh, all-star team, right? Yeah, an all -star led by team. the Fuentes, and they have Padron, Ashton, my father, Tatawahi, and J.C. Newman. 
So they have uh, full distribution. They have mail order. They have Nicaragua. They have Dominican. Um, and uh, they're pretty strong. That's it. That's how it's going to go. That's the play. All right. So today's the day. I'm going to say the date again. Uh, today's sa Saturday, August 19, 2017. Let's relive this next year, see how we did. And okay. uh, if we left anything out, uh, contact us, page of the Cigar Authority is the place to go. Tell us what you think. Did we miss somebody? Are we out of our minds? Uh, Just use your real email address because it'll bother Jonathan yeah, if you don't. Yeah. <laughs> that one came from you complaining about somebody. I, I say no. Cigar Aficionado goes to somebody. I, I, I say they are up to be sold. And... Um, you know, the person to buy them would be that Fuente group with Fuente and Padron that get lots of love there. Although, do you buy a company that you're already doing very well with already and there's not a lot of gain to it? Well, if you've peaked and things are starting to go downhill. Yeah. So, that's it. You'd have to understand the motivations of the buyer to even f to do anything in a real way with this. So, we're smoking Sochi 2014. We should do this again. Sweet cinnamon. We can do this. Yeah. We should do this again because uh, I like it. It's uh, refined. I probably smoked one or two over the years as time has gone by and stuff, but awesome high-end cigar. Very you good. Remember how much it was? Ten bucks, I think. Yeah. yeah. This is an Olympic caliber cigar worthy of a gold medal. Ah. Ah. So we probably had a $99 box, which probably helped on it too. Smart. And uh, you went very light on the packaging on this. No band, no, not a lot of... Uh, I like unbanded cigars. Yeah? yeah. But, but is that a problem now in the United States? I don't know. Yeah? You know, I think if it's an everyday cigar, I think some people like to... It's called badging. I think people like <clears throat> to, you know, badge. But, you know, if it's a one-off and it's not a... I don't think it's a, a total necessity. All right. So you guys have all had uh, cinnamon rolls right out of the oven. Yep. This is a warm on a regular occasion. Mm. cinnamon roll with, with caramel icing on the top. Mm. That's what I'm picking up for flavors. Yeah. L little uh, maple. Little maple. Hmm. A hint. There could be some maple yeah. in there. Okay. I'm smart, you're dumb. I'm big, you're you already used that one. Okay. It was so low. I don't know what happened. Okay. Well, anyway, that's it. Eric Hansen, thank you. Thank you thank for you having for, me. This was for, great. For playing this ridiculous thing with us. But... Uh, I learned a lot from watching this. This was well. You learned nothing because we made it up. So that—that's the fact of the matter. Is we, we know nothing, but uh, that's the way it is. Next week we may or may, may not be serving coffee in Studio Twenty One Podcast Cafe by then, but we're going to be drinking it no matter what. Barry, you going to be here or what? I may or may not. I will know for sure Barry on Monday. Barry may or may not. We may have coffee. We may not. We don't know what's going to go it's on. A lot up in the air. We plan on getting wired. And uh, being in Studio 21. So till, till next time, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And whether you're smoking your Hermitage Numero Uno or your Sochi, which you saved, always keep the lid end out of your mouth, which Dave should have listened to that advice True. this morning. I did it. Uh oh, no, you didn't. I did. Wow. Yeah. tell you about a fellow named Dave and the fact I have been buying my cigars from him since 1985 when they first opened up. Two guys smoke shop. 
Now, Two Guys Smoke Shop have three convenient locations right over the Massachusetts border in tax-free New Hampshire. Now, here's something I bet you didn't know. Two Guys Smoke Shop is America's largest cigar shop and has the largest inventory of cigars anywhere. Wait till you see this place. You're not going to believe it, all right? Now, if you like cigars, you can't find a better place to buy them than at Two Guys Smoke Shop. They're in Salem, New Hampshire, Seabrook, New Hampshire, and their new location in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. It is worth the ride. You can call 888-2-CIGAR-2. That's 888-2-CIGAR-2 or on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. The best place to buy cigars anywhere is Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's Stogie Heaven. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.